This is episode number 156 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleagues, Sarah Fate and Nicole Rambo. Hello. Did you ladies survive Snowmageddon 2021? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't, uh, I was okay. You were okay? okay yeah. yeah. My dog loved it. Okay. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm out east. I feel like I got less than than mm-hmm. than the central part of the island because, like, the farther west I drove, the more I noticed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And our parking lot looks kind of wild. I don't think that snow is that snow is going to be there for a couple of months now because it's like. <laughs> it's I don't like, understand. Like, it'll be like May, and there's still like snow yeah. banks at the mall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, <laughs> well um, I hope you all out there uh, did well with the storm. There's more on the way, of course, because it is wintertime. Really? But yeah, there's oh. more snow coming. Like so. a lot? Enough for closing? I have like half people <laughs> saying yes, half people saying no. It depends if on it's the not, I just don't want to know about it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Hopefully we'll listen back to this during the summer and we'll be like, oh, remember when it was snowing and now it's 90 degrees? Oh, it's great. <laughs> so uh, it is February. Mm-hmm. It is Black History Month. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we're going to talk about um, some of our uh, highlighted African-American artists, authors, musicians, uh, actors, actresses, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sarah, you have some uh, films there, I see. Mm-hmm. Sarah likes to bring props. You know, Sarah, Nicole, mm-hmm. Sarah's always got the props here in the, in the Smart. studio. Smart. <laughs> well, uh, make sure. Uh, then I know we definitely have it. <laughs> yes, like yeah. yes. It is definitely well, on the shelf. Yeah. Temporarily yeah. off the shelf and then on the shelf. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sarah, uh, why don't you go first? What do you got there? Okay. So, I have some books and um, DVDs that, you know, people might want to take out just to either get entertained or to maybe learn a little something about their fellow Americans and the history of America, maybe. So America. America. So we have Jamie Foxx in his landmark roles called Ray. It's one of the best films that Joel Siegel ever saw. And it is about uh, Ray Charles. Oh, I thought it was about Ray Bans. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> Thought it was about the uh, the Ray Ban. Uh, well, that is kind of like the Ray Ban logo. It is, yeah, it is. No, it Which, is yeah, Ray Charles. But yes. uh, you know, this is a very good movie. If you've not seen it, I would because uh, you know, Ray Charles, he's an amazing artiste, and Jimmy Fox is really good in that. Anyway, so we have Race. This is now a fiction, and Ray is also a fiction movie. Okay, and this is the incredible true story of gold medal legend Jesse Owens. Mm. Oh, yes. That was good. I like this movie. Yeah. So, who's the actor in that one? Who's playing uh, Jesse Owens? You know what? Uh, Stephen James, who right. is in Selma. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Then we have 42, the Jackie Robinson story yes. with Chadwick Boseman yes. and Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. So, this is about um, the baseball player, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Yes, these a, are all about people. I'm a little, I'm a little loopy today. I apologize. There's nothing, nothing funny about Jackie Robinson or this movie. It no. is, um, you know, a very good film. Yes. 
Okay, so now we're going into nonfiction. So the next one is called The Abolitionist. It's a PBS American Experience title. Okay. And this is um, about some of the key people in this movement. So we have Frederick Douglass, Harriet Beecher Stowe, and the tagline is to create a more perfect union. They tore the nation apart. And then this is a little bit more uh, current, also okay. PBS, hosted by Henry Louis Gates Jr. Black America since MLK and Still I Rise. Mm-hmm. So this is a little more contemporary. If people want to understand what's happening, mm-hmm. I would suggest nice. you take this out, another DVD. Okay. Or, you know, this is a little, a little heavy. Mm-hmm. A little heavy, mm-hmm. you know. Kevin Hart, funny man, Kevin Hart, he um, has a DVD that will help you. Understand Black History, and it's called Kevin Hart's Guide to Black History. Um, some of the people that are in this, and it it's it is a nonfiction, so it's not like a film or a stand-up, even though it might be funny. Kevin Hart's in it. Tiffany Haddish is in it. Mm-hmm. Weird Al Yankovic is in it. So I um, might want to check that out for a little levity. Um, and then we have I Am Not Your Negro, mm-hmm. which is um, very moving. It's based on James Baldwin's unfinished book, Remember This House. It's very good. It goes all the way back to civil rights, to the current Black Lives Matter movement. And I personally saw this, and it did help me get a little perspective on the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and it's not as controversial as, as you know, that that tagline is. So I do suggest people watch this what all the way through. What year was that? Um, 2017. 17, okay. So um, it just really sort of helps you see things from a different perspective. It doesn't try to brainwash people. Like, mm. you know, it's a touchy subject. Mm. But um, it's very, it's very um, educational. So I suggest cool. people take that out too. And is that a nonfiction or a fiction movie? That's a nonfiction. Nonfiction, okay. Movie. Yeah. So we have, and now to bring it, bring it home, to bring it local, we have Black Roots in Smithtown, A Short History of the Black Community from the... Heritage Reference Collection. Nice. Oh. Yeah, so that is local. So right. if you want to learn about a little bit local history, mm-hmm. nice. cool. that is good. And then we have other ones. I'll just, oh, this one is also, is also you know, pertains to our area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of Black Gotham, a family history of African Americans in 19th century New York City. Okay. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And then maybe you want to check out uh, this other title. Ready? Ready? And Still I Rise, Black America Since MLK, an illustrated chronology by Henry Louis Gates Jr. and Kevin oh, M. Burke. Nice. So it's a companion book to the PBS series. Mm-hmm. But uh, it goes from the Civil Rights Act to the election of Barack Obama. And, you know, it's, it's amazing because people don't remember. Well, I'm sure they do remember. But, you know, the Civil Rights Act is not that long ago. Mm-hmm. It's in our lifetime. Not our lifetime, but it's in current. Yeah. A few awesome. things for adults. Okay, those are for adults. Thank you, Sarah mm-hmm. and Nicole. Sure. For the kiddos. So we have recently the uh, the media awards came out, which I talk about every year. Uh, that's like the ALA Media Awards. That's what mm-hmm. they're called. So yes. like Newberry Award and da da da. Uh, and one of those awards is the Coretta Scott King Award. Um, it is an annual award presented by the Ethnic and Multicultural Information Exchange Roundtable, part of the ALA, and it's named for Coretta Scott King, wife of Martin Luther King Jr., and it recognizes outstanding books for young adults and children by African Americans that reflect the Afri- African American experience, and awards are given to both authors and to illustrators. So this year, the winner was Jacqueline Woodson for Before the Ever After. 
And the illustr- that's our author. And the illustrator is Frank Morrison for R-E-S-B-E-C-T, Aretha Franklin, the Queen of Soul. Nice. So those are our winners for this year. And then there's um, obviously like I'll we'll put in the show notes uh, a book riot article, you know, about authors. Uh, obviously. <laughs> a brightly, <laughs> a brightly article about black authors um, and stuff like that. But I follow Jason Reynolds, who is a popular name mm-hmm. in uh, children and young adult literature, who's a black author. And he was saying that um, on one of his Instagram posts that USA Today had contacted him to talk about the black people that have influenced him growing up and one that he said was ashley bryan who is a children's author who's 97 years old now he's still alive but um it got me thinking i guess you know we kind of uh focus on the new you know what i mean like jacqueline woodson who's been around for a long time but jason reynolds kwame alexander these kind of like the newer group of authors coming up and the curtis scott king award has been around since 1971 you know what I mean? So, like, if you go back, you can see all of these, mm-hmm. like, people who have won in the past mm-hmm. and who are probably influencing the people that we read now. Sure. So, I just, I figured we could put in the show notes all the past winners, and then you can, like, go and look at them. And if you need, um, not need, but, you know, you want to read books and you want to, and you're like, I've read all of these authors and you want to read new ones, I would encourage you to go back um, and look at the Karen Scott King Awards, you know, from the past and, like, read those books. I don't know. It's just something that, like kind of just take for granted like all the book riot articles that we read or you know when the awards come out and they're all like the new 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 ones and it's like you know what you should go go right back into the past yeah. and look at the older ones and you'll see I believe see... they call that old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old school. For sure. Um uh, but like John Steptoe's in there who has his own award now, you know. Um and a lot of them are winners of Credit Scott King and of Newberry and Caldecott so they won multiple awards. Um Walter Dean Myers has won a ton. Um, so, yeah, and then some people who maybe only have one or two. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe everyone's like, duh, Nicole, I've already done this. But I thought it was interesting to see Jason Reynolds talk about someone who hasn't been talked about much in the current, um, you know, climate of children's authors. So I was like, that's sure. a good idea. Great. Yeah. So all that's right. really all yeah. I wanted to yeah, we'll put that in the yeah. show notes so yeah. people can browse. Yeah, and because like I feel like every time I do a book riot like list or mm. a brightly list or whatever, it's it's always the same authors. Not that that's a bad thing, but yeah. you know I think it's you should take a minute to go back. Oh, this award has been given out since the '70s, so how how long is that? Fifty years? Yeah, <laughs> yeah bite your tongue, <laughs> young young lady. <laughs> so it's just like fifty years worth of authors, and I feel like you kind of see the same current ones which is fine which is not a bad thing but i think you know i say i think there's something to be said for classic stuff you know one of my favorite books when i was younger and i'm sure we have it i Mm -hmm. hope we do but you maybe you know this book but it was about a little boy so you're old maybe you know exactly so about this boy and he had a little dog and it was whistle for willie or something like that yeah yeah look it up and it was i well obviously i think this book started my love for for dogs Dogs? and it was the cutest little, like, um, dachshund, like a wiener dog, mm-hmm. and this little boy, and it was just the cutest. Oh, yeah, it's by Ezra Jack Keats. Yeah. That's yeah. the same author as uh, Snow Day. Snow Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of my favorite books, and I'm, and I'm sure mm-hmm. did it win an award. Let's it should have. Yes. <laughs> Having to do with dogs. But uh, but uh, uh, the the main character was a little African-American boy. and okay. It's a Caldecott winner. Oh, oh, there you go. See, there you go. There you go. And I just, I mean, you know, if I ever have to read a book to a child, I will one. I will read him that book or yes. her that book. Cool. 
And the other thing I wanted to mention was I then I went to Wikipedia. And not that we're not sitting here saying you should go to Wikipedia. Wikipedia has its uses. Yes, absolutely. And so, like, I, like if it's done right, it yeah. should. You should be able to trace back its uh, right. Yeah, you know, with the so it's not like an it's, all yeah. or nothing. Legitimate. Like, yeah. yeah, like Wikipedia isn't <laughs> yeah. the isn't the devil, but you know you do have to have some skills, I guess, mm-hmm. to be able to use it appropriately and correctly. It's a source that should get you to correct sources. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As a um, librarian, we need to say that. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I went and looked at, like, the history of African-American children's, like, literature mm-hmm. and it being, and then there's, it's obviously been since the beginning of time, you know, since people started writing things, but, like, in 1920, specifically, W.E.B. Du Bois published The Brownies Book, a monthly magazine for African-American children that includes fiction, poetry, and world events. Um, and author and teacher Jesse Redmond Fawcett, Fawcett, it was the editor. Mm-hmm. So, like since 1920, you know, there has and, and before that, but you know, specifically that you know that time, like they really stuff has been published by Black and African American people, edited by it for children, like Black and African American mm-hmm. children, and also children of all types to see, right? Because you want to see your like thing that you learn in school, and I've said it before, is like you want to see yourself reflected, mm-hmm. and then you want to see other people's experience reflected. So it's like a mirror and a window. Like that's like what they say is like, you know, an important part of children and young adult literature is to see yourself represented, but also for other people to be able to see into the world of people who aren't them, right? So yeah, so I thought that was interesting to see. And then there has a huge long history of it, so... We can put that in the show notes. We will, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you once again, Book Riot, for sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get there one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my byline in Book Riot. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can get a shirt, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a bag. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Nicole, mm-hmm. for that. Um, I just wanted to mention some music. Mm-hmm. Um, this first one, uh, this guy gives me goosebumps. Uh, Scott Joplin. Mm-hmm. Um, dubbed the king of ragtime. Yep. He is the most famous ragtime song. Yes. This is Maple Leaf Rag. I feel like that's in every, like, what, Charlie Chaplin movie? Well, it's... Right, uh, Charlie? Well... Or is it... Yeah, well, he was uh, 1868 to 1917. Uh, particular part of my heart goes out to uh, Scott Joplin, besides being an amazing composer, obviously... Uh, he does ragtime. A lot of his music shows up on Main Street USA in uh, oh, the yes, Magic yes. Kingdom. This is okay. my little Disney connection. There's a, <laughs> there's a couple of Disney connections here today. He probably gained his most popularity uh, doing the music for the Academy Award-winning 1973 film, The Sting, that included The Entertainer and Solace, uh, those two those two uh, compositions. Um I suggest The Entertainer, which is the album that we have here at the library. And we'll put this uh, in the show notes. Uh, Have you heard of Howlin' Wolf? Have you heard of Howlin' Wolf, ladies? No. No. Um, Sometimes overshadowed in the history of Chicago blues by Muddy Waters, uh, Howlin' Wolf influenced uh, influence on the city and his overall impact on the blues genre cannot be denied. Here we go. Now, 
for those of you who are, there's two folks on this list that I uh, brought here today. Mm -hmm. Uh, For folks who are um, Led Zeppelin fans, Led Mm -hmm. Zeppelin was inspired, we'll we'll say, Mm -hmm. and uh, might might have used some of Helling Wolf's um, lyric or Mm -hmm. terminology, Mm -hmm. we'll say, Mm -hmm. uh, in their songs. Um, And one other uh, person on this list who's also a, um, a pioneer. Uh, in the blues. So uh, Howling Wolf, the definitive collection here at the library. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, Here is someone more contemporary. Yes, it is Prince. Mm -hmm. So, so sad he's gone. He was just just amazing. And so prolific, too. It was a I mean, sigh. I wanted yeah. to see him in concert. He was like, you know, he's a guy who like would just like wake up in the morning and oh, I'll write 10 songs. I was reading yeah. a, a Genius Lyrics. Like, I don't know. When you, um, if you look up lyrics online, Genius Lyrics usually comes up. And like yeah. you could see little stories about mm-hmm. like some things. And there was one I was reading about him and about how he like he was working on a song. I forgot what song. I don't know if it was when Doves Cry or some other song. And uh, like really super popular. And he was working on it with two other people. And he got to the point where he's like, leave. Just go, I get out of here. Like, I can't. Like, you're you're absolutely not contributing a single thing to the song. Just forget it. And then sure enough, he worked on it like all night. And the next morning, it was like the song. And he had no help from anybody. He just kicked him out of the room. He like yeah. couldn't. Because he was like, so, like when you're like that much of a genius, you you know, you can't like have people non-geniuses exactly. mucking yes. up your stuff. Like, get out. <laughs> and genius is a great word for him. Mm. Um, you know, he was classically trained. He played mm. more than thirty instruments. I mean, the guy could do everything on his album: the drums, the guitar, mm, yeah. everything yeah. from yeah. start to finish. That also said, I think he played like every everything. Like, yes, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he released thirty-nine albums while he was. Dang. Wow. I suggest. Uh, forever, which is the number four and the word ever together here at the library. It's a double CD of his greatest hits. Fantastic. Um, So here's that second artist um, that um, had a lot of, offered a lot of inspiration for, you know, rock bands, Mm. especially Led Zeppelin's Robert Johnson. Mm. Master of the Delta Blues. He's the one that people say sold his soul to the devil, right? Yes. Mm. Very interesting story behind that, right? Mm-hmm. Which we won't get into uh, here today. But uh, he, uh, besides Led Zeppelin, he inspired Muddy Waters, Elmore James, John Lee Hooker, and so many other blues players. Um, the Centennial Collection is here at the library, and you should take that out by uh, Robert Johnson. And then one more... Um, Contemporary, most recent. I said there was going to be a couple of Disney in here. This is John Batiste. Oh yeah. Now he now he's he was a he was a, a an artist in his own right before he wrote music for Soul, which is the Pixar movie oh. that came out. Um, but he wrote all the uh, all the jazz music uh, in the movie. Huh. Isn't Amazing. He's, um, Stephen Colbert's band. Yes. The leader. Amazing. Huh. Amazing. That. So, you know, Trent Reznor, mm-hmm. you know, had the, uh, you know, he did all the other mm-hmm. the other music for the movie, but uh, all the jazz mm-hmm. that you hear that the when uh, Jamie Foxx sings, uh, it's all right, all that in the back, you know, that's mm-hmm. all John Batiste, and and I do recommend this album, which is Hollywood Africans, which is here at the library. Mm-hmm. He does some traditional music, some right. uh, 
some uh, compositions, and it's really uh, great. Just him. You didn't put in bad brains. I didn't put in bad brains. No, I'm they sorry. They are uh, a seminal punk band it's, from Washington yes. D.C. who are made of a bunch of Rastafarians, but in the well, punk think, scene, well, you don't get a lot of no. people mm. of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, there's so there's so many. There are so so many, and and we could spend a whole hour and a half episode going through it. But I just wanted to pick maybe some that folks didn't mm-hmm. you know yeah. didn't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I'll put those in the show notes so you can take those items out, um, as well as uh, definitely check out our Hoopla Digital, yes. oh, which yeah. will let you instantly download um, those uh, albums. Uh, for free cool. for um, was it seven fourteen days right you get them I think seven days for the music right on Hoopla Digital yeah we'll put that all in the show notes you read the show notes don't you okay. <laughs> all right so uh, that's great um, as we start off um, uh, Black History Month and I'm sure we'll do a couple more segments during yeah. the month uh, mm-hmm. to highlight uh, as uh, as uh, Sarah so eloquently put it our fellow Americans our Black mm-hmm. Americans here. Uh, so that does it for this episode. If you want to listen to older episode or read our show notes, visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. And if you want to email us, if you have an idea for a future show, please email us. It's podcast at mcplibrary.org. So for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sal DiVincenzo. We will see you on the next show.